Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Season 4の準備をしなさい Preparati per la stagione 4. Preparate para la temporada 4. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn. With Taj and Chels, season four, episode 14. Shea butter and popcorn is the podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. My name is Chelsea, aka Chels, singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all around movie lover. And my name is Tajiana, also known as Taj, actor, filmmaker, lover of Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything. Welcome or welcome back. Yes, this week. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Who did it? And why wasn't I paying attention? Really? Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Hey. No. Who We're going to find it? out. It's going to be like Clue, you guys. Like, who done it movies? Like, like Dallas, you know, we were like, who shot JR? And then <laughs> six was like, after he played JR, dies of cancer. So then the show that. Right. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's a bad example. But anyway, normally it's like, who shot JR? What happened? You know, the, the show, um, Dynasty, you know, with Diane Carroll and like, ah, dramatic. Anyone? Okay. Uh, Perry Mason. Yes. Perry, Perry Mason. Come through, Perry. <laughs> Perry, Perry the platypus. Seriously, my family loves Perry Mason so much that it's literally on weeknights at 11.30. Oh, no. Oh, no. I go to sleep to the theme song now. <laughs> so you, this is your lullaby? It is. I hear the theme song. I'm sorry for your dream world. <laughs> I only dream in black and white now because of That's the Mason. Terrible. <laughs> absolutely terrible, but also makes sense because you're sleeping. That's COVID. That's COVID for you. Perry Mason's on every night. The theme song is my bedtime song. And uh, I dream in black and white. So trying to solve crimes. <laughs> A mess. A mess. So let's get into it. First up this week is Knives Out, directed and written by Rian Johnson, available on Amazon Prime. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, finally. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes. Finally, getting it together, a good review. Come on. 93% by Google Google users, so there, it's kind of even there. Everyone really enjoyed this. With a budget of $40 million, it made a total of $311.4 million. Blockbuster, for real. So the synopsis is, circumstances surrounding the death of crime novelist Harlan Thromby are mysterious. But there's one thing renowned detective Benoit Blanc knows for sure. Everyone in the wildly dysfunctional Thromby family is a suspect. Oh, gee. Now Blanc must sift through a web of lies and red herrings to uncover the truth. Like, what is happening? This film has an ensemble cast of Daniel Craig, who sports a Southern accent, so just watch it for that. Um, <laughs> hey, James Bond. 
Chris Evans, you know, you got Captain America, Ana de Armas, Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, the Scream Queen, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Sanfield, Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, and the late Christopher Plummer, rest in peace. So, ensemble cast, huge, huge dynamic actors in this film, and it was really amazing. It reminded me of Clue, and uh, it was just thoroughly entertaining because of the way stuff was set up, and it's like, wait, what happened? And then they go back and they rewind time. I love when they do that. And they show you this little piece here and they don't reveal things to you until they want you to. So it's one of those you kind of need to watch more than once to get. But at the same time, it's nothing like the first time watching it. Great, great film. Love the way it's a classic caper, kind of like we talked about classic capers before. (laughs) Very, very fun, fun film. Next up is, this is a little darker. This is The Bone Collector, 1999, directed by Philip Noyce, available to rent on Amazon Prime. 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's below the 32%. This, the, the name of the film alone is intriguing, so I don't get how this happened. But. Bone Collector is excellent. 90% of Google users enjoyed it. I'm going with Google because The Bone Collector, is it's, it's 90%, y'all. Don't listen to the 29%. So you have policewoman Amelia Donaghy, Angelina Jolie, is in hot pursuit of a serial murderer whose calling card is a small shard of bone extracted from each of his victims. That's why he's the bone collector. <laughs> yes. That's how they know it was him. Because he always, you know, takes a little piece of their bone. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely oh, You have to watch it, Todd. It's so good. I, I refuse. <laughs> That's so terrible. Even just the the concept of that. Like, who wrote yeah. this? I know. What is that? Oh, oh, it seems he took the tibia. Hmm. <laughs> it's so dark. Wait, so do they show, wait, do they just show the implications of it? Or do they literally show, like, the simulation of a bone? Okay, so some they do actually show okay. the simulation. Okay, that, that would be gut-wrenching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but unable to decipher the cryptic clues the killer leaves uh, behind at the scene of the crime, Amelia calls upon a quadriplegic forensic criminology expert, Lincoln Rhyme, played by Denzel Washington, to help. And seriously, the fact that in this movie they just say quadriplegic forensic criminology expert is so dirty because, he, first of all, he was just a forensic expert okay for crimes he became quadriplegic because of this horrible accident in the first 10 minutes oh my god wow the bone collector is killing somebody that's like the worst part seeing how he used to be able to walk y'all <laughs> chaotic and tragic it's <laughs> so chaotic but it's so good um so with amelia acting as rhymes able-bodied go-between because you know he's basically the man in the chair because what happens to him um the pair piece together um different clues hoping they will learn who the next victim is so this movie had a 48 million dollar budget but made 151.5 million at the box office this film is violent gory scary thrilling and overall amazing yes it's nasty but it's also excellent and (laughs) it's not on tv enough please do yourself a favor watch the bone collector it's so so good um but watch it in daytime if you're going to watch it at night, watch it with a buddy. Just going to say that. Um, <laughs> lastly, this week is The Net, 
1995, directed by Erwin Winkler, available to rent on Amazon Prime. Based off the film series of the same name, it holds a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my God. 85% of Google users enjoyed it. All right, Google. Okay, computer programmer Angela Bennett, played by Sandra Bullock, stars starts a new freelance gig, and strangely, all her colleagues start dying. Hmm, strange. Does it have something to do with the mysterious disc she was given? Her suspicions are raised when, during a trip to Mexico, she's seduced by a handsome stranger, played by Jeremy Northam, intent on locating the same disc. Soon, Angela is tangled up in a far-reaching conspiracy that leads to her identity being erased completely. Can she stop the same thing from happening to her life? She's a hacker. What happens when she gets hacked in real life? This is no pixels, girl. This is the real world. Um, yeah, so that's that one. This film had a $22 million budget, made $110.6 million at the box office. Be careful who you trust y'all when you go and meet handsome strangers on vacation. I'll just say that. Um, it's very thrilling. All my picks this week have great thrills, you know, um, just the, the formal the former movie and it leaves you on the edge of your seat so please check that out it used to be available on hulu but i guess it's just available around amazon prime so those are my picks for this week taj you let me know what yours are i'm already spooked uh this <laughs> this uh genre and topic is so interesting i feel like there's so many different ways that mystery and thrillers can be presented um the first one is Kidnap, um, featuring the lovely, the incomparable Holly Berry. <laughs> and it's an action thriller. Um, essentially, the plot is in the title. Um, it came out um, actually in 2017, but uh, Kidnap with Holly Berry. Um, you can watch it on YouTube. You can rent it. Or maybe if you guys can find it uh, um, somewhere else. But... Oh my gosh, my mom loves this movie. Um, this movie has a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whatever. 82% of Google uses like this movie. So basically, um, a typical afternoon in the park turns into a nightmare for single mother, Carla Dyson, uh, when kidnappers snatch her young son, Frankie. So with no cell phone and no time to wait for police, Dyson jumps into her car to follow the vehicle that holds Frankie. As the pursuit turns into a frantic high-speed chase, Carla must risk everything and push herself to the limit to save her beloved child. Um, this did 34.8 million at the box office. I remember seeing when this like had first came out and I was just like, what the heck? Oh no. Um, because we definitely, I don't think people try to make movies about, you know, kidnapping people like, oh, we don't want to give anybody any ideas. Uh, but I think this like instilled, it's such an invigorating film. Like it says, you know, it's a, it's an action thriller. So like it is so fast paced and it's so like, there's so many fast, you know, pans and things of that sort, because it's just, uh, you know, in like all of the tracking shots, everything on screen complements the plot in terms of like the narrative of you know a child being taken from you and like who are these people like who who are you um <laughs> and so when you watch the film you get to see um her kind of process of um I love the scene where she goes into the basically she goes into the police office uh or the the station or wherever and they have the 
missing um, children posters all over the um, wall. And basically they're like, oh, you know, ma'am, wait here and we'll follow the missing persons report. And she's just looking at all of the kids who say, you know, still missing and all those types of things. And then she just kind of says to herself, she's like, that's what all these people did is wait. And then she goes um, to, you know, um, basically seek out um, who this abductor is and like the whole it seemed so long because it's just like oh my gosh you know like this chase is happening for a long time and um there's just so many nuances in terms of how they get from there to the ending and how um she's trying to you know confront this um driver who when she sees it's a you know um you know a male driver in this um car um and tries to get you know she's trying to basically get them to you know give um her son back but they're making all these demands and things of that sort in order for them to you know uh release her uh, son and then oh my gosh there's this other crazy woman (laughs) and it's like who are you people it's not even it's not like you know we see who kidnaps the child so the mystery is in this pursuit of like trying to figure out who these people are because um, their face is, you know, not revealed for uh, a majority of it. And and then once you kind of see how it unfolds, then that's when, you know, you start to be like, OK, get these get these suckers, um, <laughs> because it's just so it's just so much um, and it's just a lot. But um, I definitely feel like you guys should watch this film um, to see, um, you know, how everything uh, plays out and and the especially um, the the ending I don't want to get too much away but it's just so much and I think that it's like I said very I don't know I if I was a parent this film would make me be on like okay let me be on my stuff and make sure that I'm you know uh being aware of my surroundings in public and all those types of things so um I feel like they did um a pretty pretty good job with uh this just this plot and this story in general um 34.8 million at the box office was pretty good you know, it's pretty good. And yeah. Once again, Rotten Tomatoes didn't like it, but we'll move on since you guys don't like it. It's okay. But <laughs> my other favorite film um, is uh, Happy Death Day. Oh my gosh. I feel like they <laughs> literally, no, the worst part is the, the mask face, the baby face. That's the worst part is because why is this your hidden identity? Um, but it's it's a comedy slasher film. But the the mystery in this of like, you know, who done it, the, the interesting that they the interesting thing that they did with this film and uh since then they've come out with a, a sequel is the fact that this, you know, centers a college student who must relive the day um she was murdered over and over again in a loop that will end only when she discovers her killer's identity. So literally we're watching the film go through the same scenes, the same dialogue, same, you know, shot composition, everything until she figures it out. And the way that the plot pans out is she's going through all the motions to find, you know, a killer. You know, we presume we presume that the killer is going to be male for, you know, contextual reasons. We assume there's going to be this big, scary man and just seeing like. I don't want to, how do I say this without giving it away? It's like, you know, seeing like how somebody can be hiding in plain sight type of thing. Um, And like how you never really know a person. It's just, it was so well done in terms of revealing who it was at the end of the film. 
Um, and like they really, they really led us through that all the way, like literally till the end, like yeah. literally holding on. And it's like, okay, are you guys going to find who did this so that we can freaking stop watching the same scenes over and over again? Um, so I feel like they did a really good job in terms of like, that was just the nature of the film in general. That was so funny. That was so funny. It was so good. It was so good. I I think we need more comedy slashers in our generation. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. You know, I know they had, you know, we have all of the, you know, scary movie ones and like ones from back in the day and things like that. But I think, I think that this was, um, you know, I think it was fairly well done. And I think it was very interesting. Um, in my opinion, I do believe that, um, yeah, I mean, they're in different genres, comedy, horror, thriller, um, you know, slasher, everything, um, because it is, it is like morbid, but it's like, once again, it's funny. So yeah, um, let's see, it got a 71% on the <laughs> tomato meter and 67% on the audience score. So it is pretty good. Um, you know, I think the second one might've gotten lower ratings, but, um, I definitely would recommend watching it if you guys get the chance to, um, yeah, it's one of my, my favorite, like, comedic films. Um, so that's Happy Death Day. And then once again, they have Happy Death Day to you. Um, let's see, my last one. Ugh. This film messed me up, you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, Escape Room messed me up. I, I think, I, I hate this film so much in, like, a, a way that's, like, it completely got into my brain and like my, I, I, it's always the ending of the film when they throw the twist. Um, but I remember when this film had came out and I was seeing the trailers and everything, I really wanted to see it. I thought it was so interesting, so dynamic. Um, but this came out in 2019 It's thriller sci-fi. Um, Escape Room got a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is okay, I guess. And 88% of Google users like this film. So basically, six uh, strangers travel to a mysterious building to experience the escape room. And I have never been in an escape room because for this exact reason, I'm so scared of them. But especially after seeing this, this film, I'm probably not going to do one, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> a game where players compete to solve a series of puzzles to win $10,000. What starts out as a seemingly innocent um, fun time um, soon turns into a living nightmare as the four men and two women discover each room is, is an elaborate trap that's part of a sadistic game of life or death. It's so morbid. Um, oh my gosh, Jay Ellis is in this film, Taylor Russell. Throughout the film, we get to see a peek into the backstory of each character. Um, and um, unfortunately, if you guys watch the trailer, you kind of get to see how you know, they think that it's one thing, but then it ends up being another thing. So as they try to venture to stay alive, as they go through each room, I don't want to give away the whole thing, but it is essentially a game of life or death. Mm-hmm. And the whole mystery behind the who done it of this thing is who has plotted against y'all. And they go through these, you know, optical illusions um, you know, they're just, you know, hallucinating. They're going through a lot of um, psychological terror. I think that the soundtrack was also eerie as well. Speaking of, like, it just added to the whole mystery of the okay. whole thing. And once the game, the game master appears at the end of the film. Yeah. Long story short, once the ending plays out, 
the literal last frames of the film leave such a large cliffhanger and tie into the whole um, explains the whole context of this game and who has plotted against us to use our personal narratives in this sadistic game, um, which, you know, is why they're having an escape room too that is coming out next year. And I'm very interested to see because the film just left, the ending just leaves you in a whole whirlwind of like, who is it that is plotting against, you know, these specific people? And what do you gain out of this? Um, it, it was just so so sick um and uh, you know good uh, oh my gosh i mean good job to adam <laughs> directing this um and also um want to also get into the mind of the screenwriter because how can you write something like this and like not reveal like it's just like the whole time we're like who did this to y'all yeah. because it never gets answered but i think that um you know and at the end it does get answered but it's so vague and like then it just ends. So this really messed me up. And I was seriously like, who did this to y'all? And but, the death scenes were like, Ooh. Right. <laughs> I'm like, really? Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good though. I'm excited to see the second one because I enjoyed the first one. But I also want them to like make the first one available on streaming because it's not for me to like watch it before the second one comes out. Just to remind myself. I know. We watched it on... Dang, I think they took it off. Me and my sister had watched it on either Netflix or Prime, I think. Maybe it wasn't Netflix. We watched it somewhere, like, months, like, last year. Okay. I don't know where it was, but you guys can, yeah, it's it's for rent on YouTube. But hopefully they come out with it, you know, or they come out on a streaming service soon. Um, they had a $9 million budget and um, did 155.7 at the box office. I feel like it was very well done in a very uh, just specifically for the genre of a psychological thriller i think they did an awesome job so excited for the second one and um yeah let the mystery <laughs> it continue it's gonna oh my gosh i'm so excited because it's gonna um it's gonna feature um my gosh um isabel uh Furman, um who is <laughs> esther <laughs> an orphan if you guys remember that film um so i'm super excited to see her on screen in that film um so definitely definitely excited for that but yeah. those are my picks check that out i yeah i'm excited to see that too because orphan was amazing just to see how they step it up thank you all so much for listening uh tune in next week we are discussing the golden age of hollyweird oh yeah hollyweird come on y'all hollyweird grace kelly betty davis lana turner <laughs> I'm kidding. We're yeah. going to talk about Dorothy Dandridge. Golden Age, the Golden Age of Hollywood. You know, you got the Hepburns, you know, you got all the, the greats, the classics, the classics, you know, um, Kirk Douglas. Pioneers. Right? Pioneers. Oh. It's going to be really, really fun. So feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop, on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn, or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. And you can follow me at Tajana Okechuku on Instagram or at Tajana Tweets on Twitter. Let us know what you thought. Would you like to hear? You know, what's your favorite whodunit movie? Spider Man DMs. What is the mystery? Who did it? Who did it? The the cookie jar. I want to know. And who let the dogs out? I want to know.
All right. See y'all next week. Alrighty. Bye.